Welcome, friend. I hope you're well. You're listening to the Mr. X Dreams podcast, where I regale you with stories of all things paranormal. Now, whether these stories come from my listeners, my own personal and family experience, or fictional stories from my own imagination, all stories you'll hear here are written and performed by yours truly. Make sure you follow this podcast for countless journeys to come. If you're listening on a rating-supported platform, like Apple iTunes, a five-star review would be very much appreciated. If you have a scary story of your own, reach out at mr.xdreams54 at gmail.com. That's mr.xdreams54 at gmail.com. And share your story with me. You might even hear it on a future episode. Now, sit back, relax, and spend a moment or two here in my world. I'm Mr. X, and welcome to my dreams. This episode is a part of a series of my older recordings I did for the Mr. X Dreams YouTube channel. If you're listening to the podcast version, please excuse references to YouTube and subscribers and things like that. Consider it a relic of the past. If you're the type to prefer visuals along with your stories, I usually put artwork and motion graphics to go along with the experience. You can find those videos over at youtube.com by searching Mr. X Dreams. We'll talk again soon. Hello, my friend. I am Mr. X Dreams, your guide in this place that lives in the twilight between the waking world and the dream world. You're now listening to the DreamerCast. Here we explore the stories and ideas that, I believe, connect all human beings across both space and time. Monsters, magic, gods and ghosts, the multiverse, there is more to this existence than meets the eye. But I tell you the truth, friend, stay with me, and you and I will together witness the birth of new worlds. Welcome to my realm. Welcome to the Dreamer Cast. You might recall the story of Samantha, one of my best friends in the world, actually. Um, Samantha told me the story several years ago about the one and only time that she ever actually sleepwalked. And the way, the story leading up to this and the place that she ended up sleepwalking into definitely warrants discussion. But back when I first told this story on my channel on YouTube, I had not yet begun the practice of including that segment where I discuss the stories and I give you my thoughts and theories and things like that. And I always regretted that. But today I have my guest, Samantha herself, who's going to talk through the story with us, and I'll finally be able to uh, redeem myself for not being on, uh, on board with the idea of including story discussion all those years ago. So we're going to make that right, because it's a really interesting theory that I've thought up over the years thinking about this, and um. We're going to get into that today. Very interesting, 
paranormal stuff going on in this story. So please welcome to the DreamerCast, my friend, Samantha. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, thank you for taking the time out of your day to uh, rehash this with me, because it's, it's something I've been wanting to talk about. And I, I don't know that in all my live streams and all the times that I've discussed older stories, I don't think I've ever touched on this one on YouTube. Yeah. So so um, thanks for participating here. Oh, anytime. So what was it that led up to this? You You ended up sleeping over at your cousin's house, but you had to kind of uh, stay there by yourself for a while first. What led up to that? Yeah, unfortunately, um, I never really looked forward going there where no one's there. Usually I go there on weekends where my cousin or mom are present, but it was, a, I believe, a Friday, so I was sick, so I decided to stay home from school that day, and I was already planning on going to spend the weekend there, so uh, my dad dropped me off at her house, at my cousin's house, and they live in um, a townhome, the basement part of the townhome, with uh, three levels. So the creepy part about that townhome is the basement, and they and in that basement, there's this long, dark hallway, um, and the couch is just, you know, adjacent to that hallway. So I decided to um, watch TV and distract myself because my cousin was of course at school and her mom was at work that that day and it's just you just feel like there's just something there you know like staring at you because the the long dark hallway is like right behind you on that couch right correct and and i if if anybody's been to new york and been into any homes in new york that have basements they are almost exclusively extremely creepy places i've never seen a basement in new york that that wasn't a very unsettling place to be at pretty much all times unless it's remodeled but yes that one was yeah creepy yeah you and you and i you and i are both from new york originally so it's yeah we we're very familiar with the the idea of a creepy basement Mm -hmm. so the next thing that happened was i I felt this, you know how if um, someone walks past you, like, or runs past you really quickly, I just felt this breeze, which normally doesn't happen, you know, um, walk in a basement, past, in the basement, exactly. And that is when I decided to go upstairs, because my cousin said, you could go to the neighbors at any moment, because she also knows that her ba- her where she's living is pretty creepy so and that's where I spent most of my time upstairs until she got home from school and um I when sleeping there in the past there used to be this doorway in her grandmother's bedroom that was way in the back of the basement it's almost like a rectangular shaped basement so her grandmother's room is on the left side and there's this short door that I guess there was some sort of some type of, excuse me, some type of cellar door, I guess, or storage area. Mm. And I used to inquire about it because I never knew what it was, seeing it every time I went there. And she did show me that one day, and there's just this little, um, how do you call it? Like a crawl space. Yeah, a crawl space. And the odd thing about it was that the floor was just, 
there were just pieces of cement blocks there, almost broken up. Like it wasn't just mm. a smooth, you know, like just a floor, a crawl space would be. And um, there was a light under there too. So I would assume it was some sort of storage area, I guess. And so, so um, if, if I recall correctly from the story, that was like, it was only like three or four feet high like maybe four feet wide and like six feet deep, like a little, a little tiny crawl space maybe for storing luggage or other items that don't really need yeah. to be in the normal part of the house. And then in the middle of that was just a chain with a light bulb, a bare light bulb with a little pull chain with it. So yeah. just to have illumination so you could find whatever you need to find in that little crawl space. But the floor Correct. was just broken up pieces of concrete right correct yes and um what i remember was we in order to enter it which we did we had to bend down to get yeah, into even it. as even as kids you were you yes. had to like kind of crawl into it yeah and you know what real quick i want to explain something to the audience in case people are not aware if you don't live in the northeast or in a place that has a lot of basements uh there's there the way that so the houses are set up it'll be like a two-story house with a basement and that means there's three levels and each of those levels is has its own separate entrance and can be rented out by a separate family so that's the way this house was was uh situated right, right. so there was a potentially a family on the second floor a separate family on the first floor, which is the one that you would go to when you were too creeped out by the basement. And then your cousin Vanessa's family was renting out the basement itself. Mm-hmm. And that, that whole thing is owned, that whole building it's owned by a landlord, basically. Yes, a landlord. So just, just so everybody understands how, how that whole arrangement works, it's not very intuitive, I don't, I, I don't think, for some people anyway. Yeah. That is exactly how it's set up. And um, I just regret asking. I remember regretting asking my cousin about that after what happened to me, but I'll go on and explain it. But um, that evening, um, we usually rent movies to watch. And I'm not pretty, fo- I'm not fond of scary movies, but my cousin is. So I entertained the idea and we rented a scary movie. And, and she's she's not she's not lying, folks. It it's in my whole life of knowing her, I've only gotten her to watch maybe two or three scary <laughs> movies. I mean, it's why put yourself silly, but, through that? But I guess some people that's that's what that's um, it's it's fun. Their cup of tea, but not mine. <laughs> <laughs> so that night we go to bed after watching the scary movie, and I awaken. As I turn on the light in that crawl space, I don't know how I got there. I immediately turn off the light. I probably would have left it on, but I really pulled the light, turned off the light and went back to my cousin's room, which was probably like a few feet away and tried to go back to sleep. Hmm. And if memory serves the, the thing that woke you up from your sleepwalking event was the sound of the light turning on, right? Yes, the sound and the brightness. You 
sleepwalked, if that's the way you say that in a past tense, I, I think so. You sleepwalked into that crawl space. You go through the hallway into the into Vanessa's grandmother's room, open the door to the crawl space, get down on your knees, crawl in there on top over the broken pieces of concrete, and then you reach up, still sleeping, and pull the little chain on the light in the middle of that dark crawl space. And the sound of that chain being pulled combined with the bright light from the bare bulb right in front of your face suddenly wakes you up and now you're immediately inundated with this these feelings, you know, the feelings of the concrete pressing into your knees and your legs and your hand and the brightness overwhelming your vision and you were just you were just asleep and now all of a sudden you're in pain and there's a bright light in front of your face and you're in this extremely creepy environment yeah that and just in shock because this never happened to me before right and you were what 14 you said yep 14 years old and Mm. i just had this feeling of fear and confusion of course I just didn't I don't know it was just kind of like I was in a dream almost but it was reality so I just quickly turned the light off and called out and went back into my cousin's room everyone was sleeping I can't recall I don't know if I tried to wake her up I don't think I did but I wanted to but instead I just covered my head and closed my eyes and hoped that I fell asleep, which eventually I did, probably very uncomfortably, but I did eventually fall asleep. Mm. That that must have been some experience and and you know, we haven't there's a few things that I remember speaking to you about that we haven't touched on yet as far as the the overall creepiness of that of that basement house. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember you saying that your cousin would, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but your cousin would, would say that even when the people above them, uh, were not home, they would hear these loud footsteps in the, you know, coming from the ceiling as yeah. though a bunch of people were stomping around in that, on that level above the basement level. Yeah, Even, you know, knowing knowing for a fact that no one is home in that house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my cousin was all too aware that there was something odd about that town home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and the people, the families that were renting above, of course, you know, on they're... that floor would kind of like come and go mm-hmm. very often, right? Yep, I think that mm. family that was there during the time my cousin was there was. Um, I guess, unique in the fact that they stayed there a little bit longer, I guess, than previous mm-hmm. um, renters. But yes, they, they've had a few um, different renters that came and left because of that. Yeah. So another thing, and this, this particular aspect is going to really feed into the, the theory that I have developed about this, the experience that you had. And I remember you saying that 
when you're sitting in that couch in the basement with your back facing the uh, that long, dark hallway. And those basement hallways in New York particularly can become so dark. Like, I mean, three feet into the hallway, it turns into like a, a fog of just pitch blackness somehow. Doesn't even really make complete sense to me. No, but it, it, I, it, I, I know that. I know how that looks. Yeah, because um, it's a it, well. For one, it's a basement, and the only source of light is the side door entrance mm-hmm. that I would go into, and the back door. It would be a mm-hmm. the um to the backyard, so there's mm-hmm. you know no windows in really in between that. If you understand what yeah, I mean. So it's just overall, overall, nearly devoid of light in, yes. in many spots. Yeah. So, and you said that there was, you kind of had a feeling of being watched from that, that hallway. And down that hallway is sort of where that crawl space is because the, her grandmother's room was down there, correct? Yeah, correct. So... I remember when we were first talking about this, you did some uh, research about that home. Like you looked up the address, you called up Vanessa and found out the address of that Mm -hmm. house in Brooklyn Mm -hmm. and found out that it was owned by this old Italian couple that were already deceased by the time um, you were looking this Mm -hmm. up. So I, I assume they were probably elderly back then when uh when this story takes place and you looked you looked those you looked up that couple and found that they had some kind of some ties to the mafia in yeah, some so, way yeah so i looked up the names of the couples to see if i found anything online and you know something came up that showed that they have they may have had a possible tie to the mafia i'm not sure how accurate it would be but yeah this townhome i believe when i looked it up was um, built in the 20s the 1920s so yeah that could be a possibility of something definitely yeah happening down there because being in that crawl space i did have just this odd feeling you know there was this it just wasn't normal and i i'm not you know you know me i'm not a type person that have had paranormal um, experiences before you know this was my first and I hope last experience but yeah Mm -hmm. there was just this odd feeling being there yeah and that and that's that's strange in itself because like I say I say this on the show all the time most people that I've run into that have had a paranormal experience they've if you had one you're going to have another one at some point or you there's something multiple odd things happen to you throughout the course of your life it's very rare that i find someone that it was one and done they had one thing happen that was really creepy and bizarre that they couldn't explain and then everything else was kind of smoother sailing paranormal wise throughout their life so that's that's a you're definitely a very unique case in that mm-hmm. in that respect but what i what i feel and that 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 makes it even stranger to me that you were able to be affected by whatever was in that crawl space in such a way that you sleepwalked and went in there yeah 
you know, and, and what I, what I, the way that I see it, the way I, um, kind of theorize this in my mind is with that floor, with the concrete broken up and all that stuff, there could have been something buried there. Possibly. Because I'm not, it's just so people are aware, I'm not the type of person who just inquires about things for no reason. So I've just, I, I've seen that door so many times, I just had to ask, you know, what it was. And just so people are aware, my cousin and them, her family, they, you know, she showed me what it was, but they never really paid attention to it that much. They just said, yeah, we don't. We don't know what it is. We don't use it. And it's just this empty, you know, this empty odd room, you know, that's in the back of the basement area. Yeah. Um, and I could get that because, you know, they were renting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like that. It's, it belonged to them and they can root around and mess around with stuff that they don't own. Mm-hmm. So I, I get that. But I, I, the fact that they were aware of it and that Vanessa had been in there. Mm-hmm. But you go there one time, and then that very day, you end up back there sleepwalking. Mm-hmm. In my mind, it's it's like this. Someone is buried in there. Maybe it's connected to the mafia, maybe not. But I don't see how someone could, you know, murder someone and bury them in a crawl space in their, in their home. And it's not mafia related. That just sounds weird to me. Mm-hmm. Could could anything is possible though, as as I always like to say. But in, in my mind, someone was there, and there's some kind of residual energy from that person trying, probably trying to call out to a lot of people. But when you went there, maybe maybe it was able to connect with you in some way. Maybe. You know what I mean? In in a way that it could not with other people. And it was, maybe it was just someone saying, hey, send someone to find me here. Mm-hmm. You know, I need I need help. My body is still here. You know, who knows? That, that, that yeah, just brings up all these other questions to me. Yeah, I've, I've been asking myself that for a while now. <laughs> like, why yeah. me? Yeah. It's very odd but i hope there isn't someone down there but there possibly could have been or there possibly could have been some sort of what you said um something you know calling or trying to get help in some way because that that was a very (laughs) odd odd experience that happened to me yeah no I, i i totally get that and you know, there's there's something that I remember from your story that you, I don't know if you purposefully left it out, maybe because it's too creepy or gross, but I'm going to put you I on know. the spot. You, you remember, I remember you saying that um, while you were trying to get away, so basically you could not get a break this week on that particular weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you were creeped out you felt like somebody was watching you you felt this these breezes going by every time you were sitting in the couch with your back towards the long dark new york basement hallway and eventually you had enough you said you know what i'm just going to go upstairs 
and uh, hang out with the neighbors. Mm-hmm. And when you were up there, you asked the lady for a glass of water. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. So what happened? I want I want you to I want you to squirm. <laughs> so I'm gonna have you tell the story of what exactly happened. Okay, so I go upstairs and um, I ask for you know just to get away from all that creepiness in the basement. And um, sitting up there for a while, I ask for a cup of a glass of water, and she gives me a glass of water and with ice. And as I'm taking a sip, I've taken sips, a, a few sips from it before noticing it. But as I take maybe another few sips from it, I see a, a dead cockroach. So the ice sort of, after what, like maybe your fourth or fifth sip, you go in for a, another sip. Yes. And the ice sort of shifts around, yep, and revealing <laughs> the slightly buoyant corpse yeah. of a cockroach in the glass. So, showing you that you've been drinking mm-hmm. cockroach water. Yeah, exactly. And and if this was if this was a if this was a horror movie, that that scene would fit right in. Of course it if this was. if this scenario was a was like you know an act from a horror movie just imagining <laughs> imagining that cockroach floating up and popping up over the water and the look on your face must have been priceless i I would love to have seen that, although I kind of feel bad <laughs> that it happened and what did you you though your reaction was was pretty good though. Yeah, I kept my cool. Um, um, the type of person who didn't want to embarrass the people because I've I've known them before, you know, having spent time over mm-hmm. at my cousin's house. So I calmly put the glass down and waited for the um, lady to exit the kitchen. Where I just poured it out into the sink. Hmm. Yeah. So you could have just blew up her whole spot and just started freaking out. And I, you know, the funny thing is that I know you now, you know, that was a (laughs) few years ago. You would probably destroy half of whatever room you happen to be standing in. Yes. Just from, just in the bare instinctual, the, just the visceral reaction to seeing a cockroach (laughs) letting, let, let alone knowing that you just drank water from where it was. You you've changed in, yes. the, in those years. <laughs> I have. That's that, that's funny. I I don't even want to know what would happen if you if you happened to uh, pick up a cup right now in your kitchen and saw a cockroach in the glass. Oh, oh. my gosh! <laughs> I'm just trying to avoid thinking of the possible chance of drinking a piece of it right now. <laughs> Yeah, you probably got like a maybe a leg or uh, or an antenna or something, you know, <laughs> who knows? But hey, it probably made you made your made you stronger. Maybe, maybe you I'll know, live your, an extra couple system. years. <laughs> yeah, hopefully that that'd be good. You know, a cockroach a day keeps the doctor away. Some maybe. someone says that I'm sure. 
Hmm. Yeah. So we have to, I guess we have to take a vote on what's, what's scarier, the, the cockroach drinking cockroach water or a possible mafia, you know, victim coming back from the grave to lure people into a crawl space to hopefully discover his or her body. And that, I think the ghost thing is is a little creepier, honest, honestly. Really? Yeah. I, I was just thinking I would choose the sitting in that basement than having really from. Yeah. So you, you'd rather spend ten minutes sitting in that crawl space than drink five sips of I, cockroach water. I think so. Okay, I believe you. Actually, <laughs> I I can't shake the feeling that you know, and I I know it, it's a common thing when you're when you're sitting with your back towards or even if you're just near a dark shadowy area where it just like turns into a dark void can't see any details in there i i know it's a common thing to to um feel like you're being watched but mm-hmm. the fact the idea of the you know the combination of there being possibly some type of entity mm-hmm. there in that area it just adds something to, you know, the concept, the feeling of being watched from that specific location. And it does it's because... um very eerie. Yeah, just to mention, too, the reason why I was already nervous of staying at my cousin's um, apartment alone was because she had previously mentioned that she also feels that that townhome is haunted. So, you know, that didn't help. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder what else, what other things, I mean, if you just saw that on one particular day, imagine being there living every there? day. Yeah. yeah, living there. You know, I, I know, I know they, they said that they would hear footsteps when the people weren't home, mm-hmm. but there, there's, there's got to be even more going on there that she's, and I know, I know Vanessa now, I don't know that, you know, sometimes people, as they grow older, they, they sort of, um, convince themselves that Mm -hmm. the things that they used to believe are impossible or Mm -hmm. that that it can't it can't have been what they were thinking it might have been so i I don't know that she would see it the same way now she probably would try to rationalize it but i i would like to next time we next time the three of us are in a room together whenever that may be in the future we should we should ask her about that and see see what she remembers That'll be an interesting conversation. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I think that'll about do it for this this story. It's, it's very very interesting, very thought provoking and creepy. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed listening to this chat. It's been a long time coming because, like I said, it was about I think three three and a half years ago that I first posted uh, my rendition of this story on my YouTube channel, Mr. X Dreams. If you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Check me out on YouTube and go to MrXDreams.com for everything Mr. X Dreams, all the stuff that I offer as well. And um, thank you, Sam, for your time. Uh, I'm sure I'll be seeing you later on, maybe maybe even today, who knows. Uh, no problem we'll 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 do something we'll hang out in real life definitely and um yeah thank you all for 
tuning in and uh, hope you have a great rest of your day, rest of your week, your weekend. I don't know when you're listening to this, where you're at, but I hope you're doing well, my friend. And stay tuned for the outro. Take care. Hello again, my dreamers. Mr. X Dreams here. I wanted to thank you for listening to the Mr. X Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said before, make sure you follow this podcast for countless journeys to come. Don't forget, if you can, please leave a five-star rating and review. It'd be very much appreciated, and it certainly helps out. If you feel I deserve it, that is. Also, if you have a scary story of your own to share, reach out to me at mr.xdreams54 at gmail.com. That's mr.xdreams54 at gmail.com. You might even hear it on a future episode of the show. Once again, thanks for listening, my friend. I hope you're well. Enjoy your day, night, weekend, or whatever's coming next. I wish you the best in all your endeavors. Until next time, I'm Mr. X, and may your nights be full of dreams.